Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson, with me as always, the one who knows everything there is to know, just about, okay. Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Got real excited. Got real excited there for a minute that I, that I finally knew everything, mm-hmm. but just about, mm-hmm. which is which is relevant. That's fine. That's, That's fine. why you have to let me finish my thought. You can't just cut me off. Yeah. When I'm, you know, setting it up. I got you. Yeah. So uh, we just made a, a massive announcement in the pre-show mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, might be the first time this has ever happened since starting the podcast. And it's almost three years now, yeah, four years. How long have we been doing this? A few years now, at least. Yeah. And so the, a couple. the big announcement is that uh, I'm going to be taking the week off next week from the podcast. Not from the trading class at mastermytrades.com, but the podcast Charlie's also going to be gone, but that's obviously not big news because it happens all the time. But I'm going to be taking it off. And it's important. Listen, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on out there. There's a lot of stuff like what we're going to talk about today. And when you find yourself uh, getting too upset about it, uh, getting too overwhelmed, feeling too stressed out about it, take a few days off from reading the news. You know, just focus on your own, your home life. And uh, because... most of the time, it's a lot better than what you're seeing in the news. And especially like, you know, when you're in it 24-7, when you're part of this type of medium, um, it's, you know, 24-7 Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, and TikTok, and podcasts. And- Can you imagine it being your job to find the most ridiculous things about politics that you could find on Twitter? Imagine that being your job. Yep. Yeah. And then imagine your, imagine your brain on dumb Twitter starts to look pretty bad it takes a toll yeah so nate uh nate's not leaving the show that's not what we're talking about here so (laughs) don't you know don't be too upset the man who knows just about everything will still be here uh it's just not next week so just you know one week off i'm forcing nate against his will (laughs) not with a gun just because i am the boss here and i can i really can't do anything actually i can't can't actually force nate to do anything except tell him he's not welcome. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm like, he's not welcome next week. And so, um, I will shut down the whole feed if I have to do it. Okay. So, so, uh, we're not going to be here, so we'll miss you. Uh, but we'll be back fighting for Liberty the week after that. So today, big news. Everyone knows, I'm sure by the time we release this, you've heard plenty of people talk about it. There was a school shooting in Texas. Uvalde, I believe is how people are pronouncing it. Uvalde, however you want to say it. A terrible, terrible situation. Last time I saw, I believe it's 18 or 19 kids were killed and uh, a few other adults. It's 19 kids, two adults. Horrific, horrific shooting. Terrible, terrible situation. And on it's days like this where you just don't want to be on Twitter. You don't want to be on social media because it's a terrible, you know, I know it's a terrible thing. We all agree. Can we all agree? It's a terrible thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the left and the right and the middle, that they can all be united on the fact that this is a terrible, awful thing that no one wants to happen except for the very, very, very small percentage of people who do want things like this to happen and end up committing these terrible things. Pretty much all of us agree we don't want this to happen. Yeah. We all think it's disgusting 
despicable act. But it is 2022 and we have to politicize every possible thing that we can. And especially when it involves things that have very heightened emotions, because that's a great opportunity to uh, stand on the graves of the children and talk about how if you were just in charge, then then these kids would still be here. And, and that's what we're seeing a lot of right now. And I find it pretty disgusting. Yes. And, and that's, see, that's the issue at hand that we have to discuss here, unfortunately, you know, um, is that everything gets politicized to a point where it, you know, folks that as a, as a responsible gun owner myself and a gun right activist, um, because I believe in people being allowed to protect themselves, we get painted in this light as if we're somehow uh, just as evil as the perpetrator him or herself. It's because of people like you that this happened. Yes. And so that's what we have to kind of debate today along with talking about uh, several other things. But as Nate said, like the situation in and of itself is just sad. Um, You know, I don't like when kids fall off bikes and scrape their knees. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have, unless they deserved it. I have a little, (laughs) I have a little boy who's five and, um, you know, knock on wood so far, he hasn't had any serious injuries, which has been nice, uh, to avoid trips to the ER when you have little ones. Um, but he has hurt himself and I can like your heart sinks, you know, like you, it, it is a, it is sad when they are hurt or even when they're sick, like when Parker's sick and I can't, I'm just holding his hands as he's puking. And like, my heart is just like, Oh man, like, I just want to take this from you. Yeah. You're so innocent and, and you know, like you don't deserve any of this and no one deserves any of this. Okay. And so to, to, you know, to paint folks that, that I feel necessary to defend because I'm part of that group, so to speak, but to paint a group as if they don't have a heart for children, I find utterly despicable. And the fact that these types of things get so politicized and everybody's upset that we're not doing something about this, which I'm not saying there aren't things we can't do, but uh, that's what makes me so angry about these types of situations. I, I texted Nate last night after I, I didn't see the news till late. Last I, night. I saw several people say that I didn't see and it I, break until, until pretty late. Yeah. I texted you and I was like, well, another school shooting. Like, here we go again. Like mm-hmm. here, like we have to do the same things almost over and over and over again. I thought about just reposting all of our other episodes where we've talked about this exact same thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about gun crime statistics and we're going to talk about school shooting and mass mass shooting statistics. And we're going to talk about how none of the laws are going to do anything to solve the problem. And we've talked about this so many times. and But the problem is none of it matters. So I just cut you off in the middle of the thought. No, you're good. The, the problem is when this happens, your natural inclination is want to find a way to make sure this never happens again. It's totally natural. I just say people on the left or the right or wherever you are, you want to find a way to make sure that this kind of thing doesn't happen because these are kids and, uh, you know, that they definitely don't deserve for this to happen. You know, just last week, I went to a kindergarten graduation for my nephew. I went to eighth grade graduation for my niece. I got four other nieces and, and nephews that, that I care about like they were my own kids because I don't have any kids. And I can't imagine this happening at one of their schools. Now, you had, so when this happens, 
you want to find a way to make sure that this isn't going to happen to to your kids. That this isn't going to happen ever again. And so you you get people out there talking about we've got to do something. We got to do something. Why won't Congress act to make sure that this shooting? It's because Congress didn't pass X law or restriction. That's why this happened. It's because Republican person X didn't pass this regulation or because they got money from the NRA. And that's why this happened. And if it weren't for them, this wouldn't have been able to happen. But the problem is, as we've seen time and time again, what, what's the law? What's the law that would have prevented this? What is it? The guy didn't have a criminal background. He, he didn't have a mental, a, a troubling mental history on paper that red flag laws even would have gone up against. Maybe questionable interactions with friends. That's hearsay. Uh, maybe uh, questionable social media posts. You're allowed to post pictures of guns on social media. And so what's the law? What is it? And no, everyone out there saying all that, we're going to play all these infuriating videos and show posts from people like AOC and all that. And not a single one of them has told me what the law is that would have stopped this, but they're all talking about how we got to pass the law. Whatever the law, just the law, we're going to change it. It's going to, but none of them are saying what it is. Yeah. And like what they're doing is they're like, well, we have a solution. We need to pass this. So we're doing something. Well, what does that solution actually do? Like show me some evidence of where that solution would actually work. Now I hear a lot of people from this camp also mention um, all the other first world nations who have banned or outlawed guns or certain types of guns and how their crimes plummeted or whatever. We've debunked that before when it comes to Australia and these other places. Uh, But also we know history and what that, what some of those types of things lead to. And so we have to, two things are have to be true is uh, we can't get rid of guns. It's impossible, but we've showed video how people can make guns out of a lead pipe. Okay. It's It's, literally not possible. It's already been invented. You're never going to get rid of the gun. 500 million guns in the U.S., over 20 million of them are ARs. It's literally not possible to get rid of the guns. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is you have to um, implement solutions that, that will actually do something. More stringent background checks or whatever they want to say, or I don't understand how they always come up with background checks because I have never been able to purchase a gun without a background check. Okay. And we're in Tennessee. I had to have a background check. Exactly. And the other thing is that that I want to talk about <laughs> is the majority of crime that takes place with a gun, homicides. I believe there, since the beginning of May, there's been 52 homicides by uh, firearm in Chicago alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of them are are done. Most of those uh, homicides are. Um, done by a criminal where there already is a law where they shouldn't have the gun or the guns illegal or something of that nature. Like the laws already exist where that person shouldn't have had the weapon to begin with. And of course, then, then they'll say, that's what they'll go on to like, well, well, let's just get rid of the weapons. Well, it's, it's pretty much impossible, but also now you are punishing the 99.999% of people who follow the law and are able to protect themselves and we've also done stats on how many guns have stopped other people with guns, like the church shooting in Texas, like four years ago, where the guy did kill several people. But well, in this case, the guy was stopped by a guy with a gun. Exactly. And so 
you know, you have to take all of these things into account. And so it's, it's a very frustrating topic and I understand, and I, and you know, I want to be empathetic as someone with a kid. If, if someone, you know, got into my son's school and he was murdered and didn't come home, of course I would be devastated. I completely empathize with the parents who lost their children yesterday. It's the, probably got to be the most horrific thing you could go through. Definitely. Um, but my dad called me this morning and asked me if I was scared to drop Parker off at school. And the truth is, while I do sometimes worry about his safety, but that comes to all kinds of things, um, no, no. You don't worry? No, because Parker has a greater chance of being struck by lightning than he does dying in a school shooting. Okay? Now it's, that's... We'll talk about those numbers here here in a minute, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he he has a higher chance of dying in a car accident. On the way to school. On the way to school to drop him off or pick him up for that matter, okay? He probably has a likely uh, higher likelihood of dying from a drunk family member The only thing if that, he was murdered. The only thing that guns are a higher risk of when it comes to killing Parker, like the only thing that's like less dangerous than the gun for Parker is COVID. It's COVID. I was going to say the same thing. That's so. it. So the, when it comes to those numbers, and we're going to get into some of the numbers, surprisingly, I have to give some props to NBC News. NBC News, who uh, was the first article that came up talking about statistics from deaths from school shootings. And the article is about how wrong all of the numbers are that everyone's using. Because uh, your dad said something about Chuck Schumer was out there saying that it's more dangerous uh, for kids than it is for car accidents or cancer or whatever. Uh, that he the, essentially these, said these that guns. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, from I didn't look up the video, but from what I heard, Chucky Schumer basically came out and said that guns, dying by gun, is now basically the leading cause of death for kids. It is. That that is the case but the, the there's issues that we can take with that immediately uh, half of those are uh, suicides or or accidents only about half of them are, are homicides um very 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 small portion of those occur in school shootings the other ones are homicides in the home or things like that a uh, very small percentage of those are so the problem is you can take a stat you can say well gun deaths are the number one cause of death for for kids so you should be scared to send your kid to school, Charlie. But then when you take apart those numbers, you see, okay, well, half of those were suicides or accidents. Uh, other large portion of those were homicides that were outside of school. Very small portion of those were actually deaths that occurred in the school, in a school shooting. And so now when you compare that statistic, should you be scared to send Parker to school? Well, no, it's way more dangerous for him. You should be scared to send him to school, but that's because driving in a car is extremely dangerous. That is why you should be worried about it. Does that mean that it's not a big deal that all these kids died in the school? No, that's not what we're saying. Okay. That's not what we're saying. Overly emotional lefty. Okay. It's terrible. The and only, I don't want and, it to and happen. The only reason we have to make these arguments is because when we have to defend ourselves because their solution is to remove 
guns from people who are responsible with them. And and so as you go down that list, like, okay, so we got to do something. We got to pass a law. We're going to do something about this. Okay, so what's the law? All right, well, that law wouldn't have prevented this from happening. Okay, so we'll pass another law. Well, that law wouldn't have prevented this from happening because a person could, you know, they could still find a way to get a gun. Well, you know, we're just going to, they can still find a way to get a gun. The 18 year olds, they shouldn't be able to get guns. Okay. Well, can their parents have guns? Do they live in a house with people who have guns? The kid who shot up Sandy Hook, you know? So does that mean that if you have kids, then you can't be allowed to have guns? Well, you require that they keep them in the safe. Okay. Are you going to go check their houses every day? Make sure the safe is locked. Well, you make it a punishment if they, if the kid is able to get in the safe. Well, if the thing that if the thing that stops a parent from from allowing their kid to take a gun and go shoot people is the fact that they would get in trouble, then there, we got other problems there too. I think the incentive structure would be you don't want your kid to go shoot people. So the safe, uh, the whole law about the safe thing isn't really going to matter either. Um, and okay, so you know what? Screw it. We're just going to have to take the guns. Okay, well, I I jokingly said, well, I had to do a background check in Tennessee. I've had to do it before. You know what that was for? It's because I was buying a gun for a different person. (laughs) And I had to do a background check for it. Mm. And what I will normally say is, I've got three guns in my house. And then we make a joke about how well I used to until I had a boating accident. That's right. But you know what? Today, screw it. I have three guns in my house. Three of them. I did not buy any of them. None of them are registered in my name. I don't know if they were ever registered. I have no idea where they came from. I have three in my house right now. What's the law? Tell me the law that's going to stop it. Every person pushing for these laws has got two people in their phone contacts that can bring them illegal drugs by the end of the business day. They've been illegal for a hundred years. What's the law? What is it? So I'm sick of all of this freaking virtue signaling, grifting, disgusting things that these people are doing. Because all they're trying to do is get your damn vote. That's it. That's all they want to do is get your vote so they can have power, so they can have their government salary, and so they can feel really good about themselves. That's it. It's not about doing anything because they know that nothing that they do is actually going to solve the problem. Amen. They know it. I don't think I can even add to that. <laughs> Let's go through a that, few th- few things that we've seen. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, You know, the other thing I, wanna, I do want to add something, which is... <laughs> Which is we covered not that long ago about somebody driving their car into a crowded street mm-hmm. that killed some people and injured what thirty was it thirty or forty people? That Are you were talking in? about Waukesha? Yeah, um, sixty-two people were injured. I, uh, yeah. I think in that. Yeah, and no one was Six talking about outlawing cars. In fact, that <laughs> after the Buffalo shooting, did we get into a massive gun control debate? No. We talked about how terrible white people were. Why aren't we talking about that today? Because mm. it wasn't a white guy that did it. It's amazing. We just had this Buffalo shooting and we didn't have all these people out there. Sure, there were people out there pushing for gun control, but that wasn't the main narrative. The main narrative was how terrible white people are and how terrible Republicans are. It's all about the narrative, whatever they can use to try and get votes. That's, that's completely all it is. So we got a few things here. Uh, what could we do to actually stop this, by the way? We'll get to that here in a minute. Let's play some ridiculous videos from people. Biden out there making his normal joke that he makes in during times of tragedy uh, about how deer aren't wearing Kevlar vests. Uh, so we got a basic misunderstanding of the reason that we're allowed to have guns, but we'll play that real quick. 
The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons is just wrong. What in God's name do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone? Durant aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. You know who would run through a a forest with Kevlar vests? Um, Agents of a tyrannical government. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was trying to find a good way to say it. Yeah. I mean, look. look, Why would you need an assault weapon but to kill someone, Charlie? Yeah. That is why you need an assault weapon. Exactly. It is. Yeah. I mean, we send 18-year-olds overseas with assault weapons, if you want to call them that. Like, let's just seed the ground and call them assault weapons. Let's argue from their standpoint. Okay. We, we have no problem giving an 18-year-old an assault weapon, sending them overseas to shoot brown people. A real assault weapon, by the way, not, you know, fully auto assault yeah, weapon. They can be whatever, auto, let's just call it, it all. doesn't matter. Let's just use a general term. So we have no everything. problem doing that. Uh, and, and, and this whole argument that they somehow made that, you know, the right to bear arms was for hunting, that, like, you just have an ignorant understanding of history and go back and read every single one of the founders that talk about for the ne- for the for the necessity of a free state for uh, to keep tyrants at bay. By the way, are some of the words that were used when you go back and you read Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton and uh, Mason and all of these guys back in the day. Yeah, Charlie, but they had slaves. It doesn't, so it doesn't matter. Why do we care what they thought? But you can go back before. The founding fathers, right? We can look at the mag, uh, the Magna Carta. We could look at the English common law and different things that were throughout history, where we know what happens. And let me ask you a question. Get some good comments from the group, by the way. We'll go through them here in a second. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that um, the Jews would come out and say, "Yeah, banning, taking away people's guns—that's a good idea." Totes fine. Do you yeah. think uh, people in the Soviet Union, which, by the way, they don't have guns now, but <laughs> do you think that the, the the USSR, the people that were working in the gulags, you think the, the, the ones that died or the ones that were working in there, you think they would be like, yeah, good idea, take people's guns? Do you think so Australia would have gone through their lockdowns if there's 30-something million people there? If they had 60 million guns in Australia, do you think they would have? Do you think China would have their full lockdowns and their crazy policies that they had? They got over a billion people. If they had 2 billion guns in China among the people there, do you think they'd be doing what they're doing right now? Why do you think that didn't happen as much here? Not saying it's just the guns, but there is a breaking point. The government knows that there is a breaking point. Mm-hmm. They know that there is a line eventually where it becomes, becomes very dangerous yeah. for, them, for them to do what they're doing. And look, look, you know, as sad as children dying in school is, it is unbelievably horrific. <clears throat> um, I think, at least from my perspective, that kids dying in a concentration camp <clears throat> are much worse. I, I think, I think th- those, those kids dying in a camp is just as bad as the kids dying in school, at least, but the, there'd be way more in the camps. But... But so now what we're doing right now is There'd we're be arguing way more in the camps with no with no way to stop the camps from being built. Right now the issue is we're arguing against the prospect of gun confiscation as if that's even a possible thing that could happen. It's not even possible. But that's what they're it, arguing for. I know. And and regardless of what you think, 
on this issue. Whether you agree or disagree with what we're saying, we are not wrong about the fact that it is literally impossible to take the guns out of the country. They can't do it with drugs. They can't do it with any number of things that there are that the government has tried to ban. What are you going to do about it? You can't do anything about the guns. You're not going to, you'll be able to find someone that could sell you a gun. You'll be able to find a gun somewhere. You know, maybe it's not as readily available as your weed man right now, but that's because you could still go to a store and get the gun if you want to. Mm -hmm. But hell, if you couldn't just go to a store and get the gun, you probably got a gun man on your phone too. And you'd be able to get something from him. It's not possible. It isn't. And you can't take something off the streets that literally someone could make in their garage. It's not going to happen. There's comments here from Senator uh, Murphy. This is a longer video, but he was was pretty upset. This video has got 2 million views right now. So we're going to see a little bit of what he had to say real quick. What are we doing? Why do you spend all this time running for the United States Senate? Why do you go through all the hassle of getting this job, of putting yourself in a position of authority? If your answer is that as this slaughter increases, as our kids run for their lives, we do nothing. What are we doing? Why are you here? This isn't inevitable. These kids weren't unlucky. This only happens in this country and nowhere else. Nowhere else do little kids go to school thinking that they might be shot that day. Nowhere else do parents have to talk to their kids, as I have had to do, about why they got locked into a bathroom and told to be quiet for five minutes just in case a bad man entered that building. Nowhere else does that happen except here in the United States of America, and it is a choice. Well, he's wrong about that. It is our choice to let it continue. So he's once again... You're telling me you don't think the kids in Iraq and Afghanistan (laughs) and Libya and Syria and Somalia... Ukraine, Ukraine. They don't go to they, they don't go to school scared if they're going to be shot. Probably not because they're probably more afraid of being bombed. Yeah, and being yeah. thrown down to death. So it doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. We've at least enacted the common sense bomb legislation that prevents that from being a problem here right. in the U.S. But he's still arguing from the premise that there's something that they can do about this. Now, did he say what law? Did he say the law that would stop this from happening? Mm-mm. Prevent. Uh, Maybe the easy one that people are going for right now uh, with this specific shooting is an 18-year-old should not be allowed to buy a gun. An 18-year-old. What age are you an adult? What age, what, what age can you vote? You know, what age can you join the military and go kill people on behalf of the United States government? You know, I know that's not why you join the military or exactly what they're doing. You get the point. It's 18. So if that's the age that you're an adult then that's the age that you're an adult and you should be able to do adult things and you can make your own decisions. The, some of the, the shootings, like from this NBC thing, uh, the, the next school shooting that they had listed was a 23-year-old who went to a school to shoot people. Okay, so what's the law there? Only 24-year-olds should be able to buy guns. That's it. Well, now, now we fixed it. And then you eventually get to, we should just outlaw guns. We'll just get rid of them because that's the only thing you can get to. And then we have to accept the fact that that's not possible. So we're, we're still arguing, and you hear the emotion in his voice, like he cares about it, probably. Well, but then take into consideration the places where they have some of these more, uh, 
strict where they have stricter laws like New York or California and mass shooting still happens in the, in those locations. Mm -hmm. So it like, we already have evidence that the solutions that they're proposing, they don't work. They don't work because criminals will do criminal things. Yeah. It doesn't matter what tool they use. So if you outlaw them, who is going to, who is going to abide by those laws? People who abide by laws. That's who's going to not have the guns. The people who don't abide by laws, those are the people that are still going to have guns. It's, this is literally an impossibility. So then you got to start asking yourself, like, what is the thing that we could really do to stop this stuff from, from happening? It's not as easy as passing a law. Mm -mm. It really isn't. I mean, that, we've got a major mental health problem in, in the U.S. This, uh, this kid was bullied. He had a speech impediment, uh, something that he was bullied for. Uh, heard his home life wasn't all that great. We don't know all the things about him. Apparently and, uh, he shot his grandmother Yeah, uh, that morning, fled the scene, crashed near the school, and then went into the school. So yeah, it, who knows what the motivation was? We have, we have no idea. And, and so what are you going to do? We got we to gotta talk about mental health, especially with young people, by the way. I don't think it's gotten any better over the last couple of years. I think it's gotten a lot worse. Not going to say why, but I think it's probably gotten a lot worse over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And so this really, in my opinion, this is a parental responsibility to try and raise your kid to be someone who is not going to do something like this. And if they do something like this, it doesn't mean it's just automatically your fault. Some people just have problems and there's nothing you can do about it. But um, you can rely on parents to try and fix this problem, to try and solve this problem. Um, I, cause I know the damn community isn't going to do it, even though the community is supposed to raise your kid these days. So apparently this is a failure of the community as mm. a whole, I guess. Um, but that, that's really how you're going to end up solving the problem is, is why do people want to do this? Why did the kid want to do it? And after this last shooting in Buffalo, we spent a, a week talking about all the things that that shooter cared about, you know, we got to talk about all of his ideas. You want your ideas to go front and center in the, in front of the public, go do something really terrible. You'll be famous. Everyone's going to be talking about all the ideas that you hold dear. I think that that gives people a lot of motivation as well. Uh, the daily wire does a thing where they don't say the name of the shooter. I haven't said it cause I can't remember it, but, um, Ramos, Ramos, something like that. Um, I don't remember. They don't say the name. I think that that's mostly just a uh, kind of a talking point thing for them to say that. You know, it's not like if we don't say the name, no one's going to know the name. Uh, that I don't think that's going to happen. But basically, to take away the incentive from the shooters to get their mm -hmm. name out there as much as possible. Maybe if everyone well, did that. Maybe if today all we talked about were the victims, which we're not even doing. It, all we talked about were what they wanted in life and what they were what they were doing, how they did in in grade school, what their grades were, uh, what their last paper was that they wrote about in in English class or something like that, and we never mentioned the shooter or anything like that. Maybe that would help, you know. Don't don't give all the conversation to the shooter. Well, I want to take a quick break from all of this craziness to tell you who's not as stressed out about all the stuff going on in our country, and that's Mikkel Thorpe from expatmoney.com. We're going to tell you about the upcoming online summit 
from Mikkel Thorpe and expatmoney.com with over 30 experts who are focused on moving your life, business, and wealth offshore. This is free to attend. You just go to expatmoneysummit.com. You reclaim your freedom from all this chaos and uncertainty. All right. So what they're going to be covering, how to secure your own plan B safe haven, how to use foreign currencies, offshore banking, and decentralized finance to safeguard your money, how to legally reduce your tax burden, how and where to safely store gold, silver, and other precious metals, where the best countries are in the world to find your freedom for yourself and your family, and how you can get a second passport to travel the globe without restrictions and get in and out of different countries' borders. You will learn about a libertarian island haven, private cities, communities on the ocean, and food and energy independent towns in Latin America. So go, once again, register now for free, expatmoneysummit.com. This is your way to fight back against what's happening in the world. Stand up, protect yourself, and find out how to secure your new life abroad. Register now for free at expatmoneysummit.com. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Listen, relationships take work. We all know that. And we all know that we would drop everything to go help someone that we care about. Just think someone in your family or one of your friends is going through a tough time. You do anything to help them. But how often do you give yourself the same treatment? This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. Whether it's hitting the gym, making time for that haircut, or even trying therapy, you are your greatest asset. So invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. Now, Charlie has been using BetterHelp for quite a long time. He has really enjoyed it. I've used it as well. And let me tell you, some of the most important moments of my life happened when I was talking to someone about what was going on. I still remember the things that I was told to this day. Just imagine if you could get that same thing and how much it would help. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Good Morning Liberty listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com GML. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. The other thing I want to mention is um, governments around the world understand the necessary for uh, the necessity for defense, by the way. Um, currently, it's against international law to to use nuclear weapons mm -hmm. or biochemical <clears throat> weapons. OK, now, does that do you, guys, do you guys think that actually stops somebody? My thing is, is if it's against the law, why do we stockpile the nukes anyway? Everybody should just give them up. Yeah. We should just confiscate them. Confiscate the nukes. Right. But the problem is it's already been invented. Okay? It's already there. So you are a, a nuclear nation, if you're fortunate enough, so that you have a seat at the table to say, hey, my strongest defense is a really strong offense. So don't, don't be threatening nukes on me because I'll, I've got them too. Don't at me. Right. And so we understand this from that type of level. We have to, we have to 
understand that from an individual level as well. And I think there are several things that we can do. Apparently this, um, I, I, I'll still call him a kid because he had just turned 18. Mm-hmm. Apparently he had easy access to the school. There wasn't like a checkpoint or anything. Um, he was able to just walk right in and the classroom door wasn't locked either. He was able to just walk in the classroom and barricade himself in there and pick off kids until somebody broke in and uh, killed him with a gun, by mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. So uh, the equal forces there. And so, I mean, let's, you know, if we want to talk about some practical things that can be done, well, perhaps we could, um, if we're going to make a facility, a gun free zone, perhaps we should have, um, an additional, some additional security at that, at those facilities so that we can ensure that it stays a gun free zone. The problem with people on the left will take that as uh, you're just giving up. You're just accepting the fact that this is going to happen and people are, these terrible people are going to have these guns and we shouldn't have to have security in our schools. Okay, well, we get rid of the security at the Capitol too. Why don't we do that? Right. We just get rid of the security at the White House and the Capitol and the Supreme Court and, and all the government buildings. We'll just get rid of all the security courthouses. They Take got the locks security. off the doors. Yeah, we don't need it. You don't need it. We shouldn't have to live in a country where we have security like that at all. It's not supposed to be like this. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, we should have more security at schools. There's, it's freaking, it's a building full of kids, like defenseless kids. And they, they've become a target. They've been a target for a while. Yeah. I think security would be a good idea. Yeah. Maybe someone in there with a gun. Maybe multiple, multiple people in there with a gun. And this is, I want to talk a little bit about history again, because I love history. Um, we have to remember that, you know, as a, as a human being, you're not guaranteed uh, to live a life, right? When we talk about the right to life, we guarantee that no other human should kill you, okay? But to to act like when people say, oh, it shouldn't be like this, which I don't necessarily disagree with, like I... I dream of a utopian world as well, where there is no death. Just stop. We'll stop right there. I mean, I wish there were more things, but we'll just, there's no death. We would overpopulate rate way too fast at that point. It would be unlivable eventually. But you have to, but you have to remember, you know, this, this isn't the only way that kids die. And for the longest time, you know, kids, most kids just died. Like they just didn't survive childbirth. And and so you have to take in then to that historical context. And so if we're going to have these things that were invented um, in our life, then we have to work our way around those things because getting rid of them is impossible. So that's not a solution. Confiscating guns is not a solution. Okay. So why don't we uh, take other measures that we do when we're protecting you know, ambassadors um, or presidents or whatever, at least take some of those security measures, get people that are good at security and start to implement some of those things around the nation. It's like, you know, for instance, uh, we're not going to build a house out of straw and then be mad that the tornado come through and be like, well, it shouldn't be like this. We shouldn't have tornadoes. We shouldn't have tornadoes. We should outlaw climate change. Outlaw climate change. Pass a law saying tornadoes are no longer in the tornado valley. They must be somewhere else. You know, like, no, what we do is we take safety measures and we 
we, well, for the most part, we build buildings now that can withstand tornado force winds, most of them, until you get a really bad one, which is like a once in a century type of EF5 that can take down just about anything. And same thing when it comes to hurricanes and all kinds of things that have killed human beings for a long time. We find ways to try not to die. And that's the way it's been forever. But we won't do it with kids. Yeah. But with kids, we'd be like, oh, well, that's not going to work. You just shouldn't be able to have guns. We have to take this tool away. And that's because they see it as something that can't that the government can solve. We were talking about this earlier. Like, yes, people used to die at a way younger age. And a lot of kids used to die. And, and you couldn't just outlaw whatever the ailment was that, that killed people at that time because they didn't have the technology. The problem with people these days is they see government as this this god that whatever it's it's will be done whatever they decide it's going to do that's what it's going to do even though they have no evidence that that's even possible the the people who think that the government can solve this problem cannot point to a single problem that the government said it was going to solve and they solved it they not one but apparently that's going to be the solution right here i think this this is the time this is the time where the government's going to say it's going to solve something it's going to solve it for the first time ever in history that's what it's going to do it's not going to happen. It's not possible, but that's how they see it. And um, That dog don't float, folks. How about a comment here from AOC before we get out of here? you got to call it one, right? Mm. Okay, so a comment here from AOC. This kind of stuff was what really starts to extra disgust me is when, when people do stuff like this. AOC said, there's no such thing as being pro-life while supporting laws that let children be shot in their schools Elders in grocery stores, worshipers in their houses of faith, survivors by abusers, or anyone in a crowded place. It is an it is an idolatry of violence, and it must end. So you, she decided that the best time to do this last night, 6, 10 p.m., was to try and get some digs in about the abortion conversation, which is an ironic conversation to try and use when you're upset about children being killed. I'm just saying. It is strange. very ironic conversation to try and have. Because if this shooter's mother would have just aborted him 18 years ago, yeah. like we wouldn't be having this conversation. Well, if all the kids had died, if their parents would have decided to abort them, yeah. we wouldn't have to worry about it. And that's a, that's the number one problem here. And, and so it's just a weird conversation. Like you're trying to throw in this idea that you should be able to kill kids, you know, up until the, their heads popping out. And there's nothing wrong with that uh, while trying to get a dig in about guns. And the fact that you think people should be able to have guns doesn't mean that you're pro-death. It doesn't. Also, what laws let children be shot? What laws is she talking about? Whatever law that is, I'm in favor of repealing it. I am. I am. I I want to repeal the law that AOC is talking about. I think it's a ridiculous, disgusting law. And it, it has no place in America, a law that would allow kids to be shot in school. And I'm surprised we weren't talking about it beforehand. And I want the name of the person that drafted the law. I want the people who voted for it. I want all their names and I want them out of office immediately. And in jail or hung. Yes. Yeah, sure. Tar and feather at least mm-hmm. for these people that, that signed this dastardly act into into place to let people be shot to let people be shot no it's against the law to kill kids in school okay it's not there's literally not a law 
just because you're allowed to have a gun, like you're allowed to have a car, like you're allowed to have a knife in your house, like you're allowed to have all this does not mean that you have a law allowing people to be murdered by those tools. It's totally different. You allow people to have alcohol. It doesn't mean that we pass the law allowing people to drink and drive. It doesn't. And, and to, to try and get a dig in at pro-life people at, at using, literally, you're, you're standing at this time, I was going to say standing on the graves, but not in the graves. You're, tr- you're standing on the, the bodies of the children to try and get in a dig at people who think that abortion is a bad thing. It's effing disgusting. As if somehow those things are yeah. the same. And you're trying to bring forth your moral superiority about how caring about these kids and to make a dig about how people should be able to kill kids on the other side. I just don't uh, like you can t- as long as you kill them before they're born. Yeah, it's totally fine. fine. Yeah, not tragic. Not, not a big deal at all. Not tragic at all. All right, let's do you guys probably know most of this, but just to go over a few statistics, uh, because most people aren't going to take time to dig this up. They're just going to listen to the headlines and all of that stuff. We have around 500 million guns. 20 million of them are ARs, and then we have a school shooting tracker and this article from NBC, which I think is really important that we don't have time to go through uh, everything on. But basically, the numbers that people are giving you aren't true. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I believe it was um, 97. Sorry, you had the stat up. How many school shoot? Uh, 97 school shootings in the last since 1970. Oh, I oh, can sorry. tell you Since that real 2013. quick. So I've exported the data. You'll have to excuse the fact that I'm literally using an Excel spreadsheet right now, but I brought the data in from this uh, from this tracker. Let me try and get this in a way that people will be able to see it. Um, let's see. We'll just do that. Uh, this data in from this tracker here, if I select all the years, now these are all the school shootings right here. Um, I've got a green screen thing on here, so let's just make that a a different color because it's probably looking weird these are all the school shootings and they're tracking since 1970 and this is the problem with the data that you get 1900 school shootings since 1970 okay that's a lot that's too many i don't like them but what school shootings are people talking about what are the school shootings that really really get at people that they're that they're very upset about right now it's things like what happened yesterday Those are the kind of shootings that people are really upset about. These numbers are are not close on those. And in those, what we talk about there, that's indiscriminate shooting. These active shooters right here. Now, since 1970, that puts the number at 96. Remember, the original number was 1,900 school shootings. Okay. And so if you bring this into just looking at 2022 uh, so far, let me just select 2022. Where'd it go? Let's just look at that. 94 school shootings in 2022. That's crazy. Indiscriminate shooting. These are these active shooter things. Five. Five of them. So a little over 5%. That's too many. I don't like it. Okay. Those aren't even all committed by students. Some of those are older people who went to schools. Look at the drive-by shooting. 24 drive-by shootings. Yeah. And so your big numbers here. All done by upstanding citizens, by the way, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Law-abiding citizens. Law-abiding citizens just driving by schools, doing drive-bys. So 28 of them were fights, escalation of disputes. Uh, 24 of them for the year were drive-by shootings. 
these are, let's see, domestic with targeted victim, intentional property damage, officer-involved shootings, suicides. Uh, and, and so five of these were the indiscriminate shooting. People just went there and started shooting people up for the year. Now, NBC News did a nice um, article on this where they, where they talk about it. And I know Chuck's got to go here in a few minutes. Um, but the number you're hearing right now is there's been 200 and something mass shootings that have occurred and, and so many of the 2022 alone. Yeah. And, and so NBC news actually brought this out here and they talk about how wrong the numbers are. Uh, let's see. Dr. Daniel Webster, professor at Johns Hopkins, uh, Hopkins center for gun policy and research said part of the difficulty in setting gun violence is determining what counts as a school shooting. He said, let's say someone is shot on school grounds in the evening. It has nothing to do with the school day and doesn't involve a student, but you could identify that in a database as the setting is a school. And so that makes this murky. So the differing totals can lead to confusion about the number of school shootings. In the hours after the Parkland, Florida shooting, uh, every town for gun safety, which tracks every instance of gunfire in school grounds, tweeted that it was the 18th such event in 2018. The tweet was retweeted more than 800 times, prompting the Washington Post to note that only five of those 18 instances occurred during school hours and resulted in an injury. Five of them uh, out of the 18 times that they were that they were talking about. And that was in February. So it's saying in February that had already been 18. Okay, so uh, Dr. Lacey Wallace, this is a professor of criminal justice, told NBC News that the broad definitions create inflated shooting totals. And inflated totals lead to public fear. That higher, the higher the number goes, the more people are afraid to send their kids to school. Our schools are actually pretty safe, and in a lot of cases, they're safer than surrounding communities. Which is what I was talking about this morning when I was yeah. responding to my dad and just saying, like, yeah, the chances of him actually dying from one of these instances is pretty low. Yeah. Pretty low when you do the math. And so when you actually look at this data for 2022, and this is including yesterday, this year, 23 people have been killed and six injured in four school shootings. 23 people. How many were just killed yesterday? No, one school shooting and one person being injured or dying is too many. Yeah, I don't like any of them. I don't but like the, it. But the problem is they use the inflated numbers that include suicides, they include crime that occurred on school grounds, they include all this other stuff, so they can make people think that that is how many shootings actually occurred of the nature that we're talking about right now. It's not that none of them matter, but when you look at what happened last night and you tell people that there's been a hundred of those already this year, that is gonna lead people to be more likely to take actions on those. If you actually were to tell them how many had actually occurred and how many kids had actually died, it wouldn't be as big of a talking point. And of course, they're just trying to get the talking points so they can get your votes, so they can get your money, so they can decide how to run your life for you. And I'm starting to get pretty annoyed with it. Just a little bit annoyed. So Charlie had to leave. He's got a call. And we're going to leave this episode right here. Final talking points are, I think this is parental responsibility. It's not the community responsibility. Congress is not going to do anything about it. Uh, the, the White House is not going to do anything about it. No matter what they do, they can't do anything to take the guns out of people's hands. Okay. I've made my points about how many guns are in my house. I've had to buy one with a background check one time, and that was me buying it for another person. And I'm going to say that. I'm saying it right here on camera. So if you want to come for me, then come for me. That's totally fine. You're not going to do anything about the guns. 
It's not possible. So what are we going to do? We're going to have to figure out why this is actually happening. Is it mental illness? Is it the mental health of the children? Is it the fact that this is such a major deal every time it happens? What are the reasons that this is actually happening? And what can we do about it? We're not going to create a perfect world. It's, uh, it, it's extremely sad that this kind of thing happens. But what can we do? Can we have more security in schools? Maybe that's an idea. Can teachers carry guns? Maybe that's an idea. And maybe we need uh, to make sure every school has key cards and locked doors and you can't get in there unless, uh, you know, a lot of schools already do have that. Okay, maybe, that, maybe that's an idea right there. There's a lot of different things that could have happened that would have prevented this, none of which includes something that the law is going to take care of unless the law is to remove guns from everyone, which it still isn't going to take care of because it's not possible. You guys know the thing. Okay. So you know the idea. You get the idea. If you want to argue with people, you want to talk to people about this, let's all agree this is terrible. I don't want it to happen anymore. Okay. Get them to tell you the law that would have prevented this one from happening. And when they tell you that law, then bring them, bring them another one. Go find another article about one and say, okay, well, what is the law that would have pre prevented this one? this one from happening and they're going to eventually craft so many laws to prevent each one of those from happening that their only answer is to remove guns from people and they said that that's not what they were wanting to do in the first place okay so make them get to that point and then tell them that's not possible you know a guy that can bring you i know i know every one of you knows a guy that can help you get some some of the devil's lettuce by the end of the day if it's not legal in your state or they can get you some some cocaine uh, by the end of the week and, and that stuff has been illegal for decades okay so they're not going to do anything about it so we're going to get out of here if you like today's episode share it with a friend share it with a family member tell the children tell your uncle tell your aunt tell your grandmother that they need to listen to good morning liberty but not next week because we're going to be gone next week. I'm going to take a week off and just focus on the trading class for the entire week, recording a bunch of videos from that. I'm not going to read any political news next week. Don't try to get me to read any political news next week. I'm not going to do it. Okay, if you do all of those things, we'll be right back here again tomorrow. Until then, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.